0: Thanks for joining listeners around the world for Leading the Way. In this episode, pastor and teacher Dr. Michael Yusuf continues his series, Growing in Your Love for Jesus. You'll see how discouragement in life can be minimized when you remember God's deliverance, words of comfort, and steps to deepen your relationship with Christ in practical ways. Listen with me as Dr. Yusuf begins this episode of Leading the Way.
2: Now here's a fact. Our memory is one of God's most awesome gifts that He has given us as human being in His creation. We were created with an astonishing capacity to store millions of bits of information. This information data is in perfect order, and is always there to be recalled as needed. In truth, the more they learn about the human brain, the more they discovered <laughs> or realize that God made us to be able to store literally in, in our memory capacity stuff that would fill several million copies of a book. The kind of capacity that makes computer storage to be insignificant. And yet, the best among us, we are told, use the tiniest, taniest percentage of our brain capacity and memory. Now, if you're not suffering through illness, and I take that very seriously, I lived with people, I lived with people, I know that illnesses can affect the memory capacity. I know that. I want to say this is very, very serious. In fact, sometimes also undue stress can affect our memory. But other than that, and I'm talking generally now, I'm speaking generally we remember that which is important to us, all of us. Sadly, a lot of people forget the most important thing of all, namely God and his past intervention in their life. They forget that, the most important thing. And that's precisely why One of the most used words in the Scripture, both Old and New Testament, is the word remember. Remember! 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 It's the most used I don't know if anybody counted them, but I'm sure there are thousands of times in the Scripture. Remember, remember, remember. See, how many times do we hear God's own broken heart over those who have easily forgotten his past blessings those who easily forgotten his past mercies those who have easily forgotten his past supernatural interventions in their life who easily forget God's past favor who easily forget God's past blessings who easily forget God's past gracious acts that he given us how easily forget God's answers to prayer and they said, yeah, well, what has he done for me lately? Now, I don't know how many times the Scriptures, as I said, both Old and New Testament, you hear the disappointment in the voice of God. But even in the Lord Jesus Christ's own earthly ministry, in Luke chapter 17, you can hear the voice of disappointment, the heart of disappointment in his voice when ten lepers we're beseeching Him, heal us, heal us. And He supernaturally heals them. Nine were Jewish, so they know the covenant. They know the relationship with God. They know the Scripture. One was half Gentile, Samaritan. One. And He healed all ten of them. Only the Samaritan, the non-Jew, came back. To Jesus, not just say thank you or uh, a lip service, but he was thanking Him with the same intensity by which he was praying for healing. Beloved, listen to me. If we thank God with the same intensity by which we ask, we will have a revival. And you see that in Luke 17, 17. You hear the depth of the disappointment on the part of Jesus. And when he said, And I quote, were not 10 healed? How come? <laughs> how come only this Samaritan gave glory to God for his healing? I have no doubt that our Lord was using this as a great teachable moment for the disciples. No doubt our Lord was using this opportunity when he saw only the Samaritan came with the same intensity to give thanks and praise God for his healing. And he wanted to teach the disciples to remember to be grateful and thankful and to remember God's gracious acts of the past and bless him. But even the people of Israel, when they entered the promised land, you know, here's the thing that boggles my mind. Had God not warned them ahead of time, you would say, well, you know, you just cut them a slack, right? Give them a slack. Just give them an excuse. But how many times God warned them in Leviticus and in in Exodus and in Deuteronomy particularly, how many times He warned them? He said, when you go into the promised land, when you prosper, you're going to forget me. (laughs) And right on schedule, as soon as they get into the promised land, what happened? They forgot God. They remembered God, all right. They remembered Yahweh on Saturday and on high and holy days. But the rest of the time, they were thinking of Baal, the fertility God, Ashtar and Ashtaroth. You see, they thought of Yahweh on occasions. They only thought of Yahweh when they got into trouble, they thought of Yahweh. It's so not that they forgot him altogether. They thought of Yahweh. Every time they were desperate, and they, backed to the wall, didn't know what to do, where to go. They to go to Yahweh. They remembered Yahweh when Baal and, Ashtar and Ashtaroth and Ashtoreth failed them, and they knew only Yahweh could deliver them. The very reason why God established the feasts and the festivals of Passover and Sabbath and all that, so that they would permanently remember of God's gracious past acts in their lives with their ancestors and with them. Oh, but alas, these festivals become all about them. Oh, they become about them. Empty celebrations. They lost the meaning. And the reason our Lord Jesus Christ did not want His believers in the New Testament church to fall in the same trap as Israel, He established the Lord's Supper as a permanent reminder of the colossal cost that cost Him to go to that cross to die for you and me. And yet some churches go through the rituals. Some of them do it every day, several times a day. They lost the meaning others don't remember or celebrate altogether. Question, why did God have to remind them and us all the time, all the time? Answer, because recalling the memories of God's redeeming grace generates hope for the future. Because recalling past interventions deepens our love for the Lord. Because recalling past blessings heals us from the illness of not growing in our love for Jesus. Today I'm going to conclude this series of six messages on how to love the Lord with your memory. How to love the Lord with your memory. Because our memory Literally, help us sum up all the other three, all the other three, heart, soul, and mind. Because our memory helps us to deepen our love for Jesus. I left it all the way to the end. Now, I want to show you from the Word of God, Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is one of the greatest examples of how, when you do not remember God's grace and mercy in the past… It can lead you to discouragement, and I even venture to say it can lead you to depression. Psalm 42 is a great tool in helping us to grow deeper in our love for the Lord with our memory. Psalm 42 is a great example of how loving God with our memory inspires us, and it really pulls us out of fear into faith. Look with me specifically, those are the three verses I want to focus on today. Four, five, and six. Verse four: "These things I remember. These things, what? I remember. Underline I remember in your Bibles. Just underline it and put an asterisk. <laughs> Just mark it. So every time you go back to the scripture, you, this thing comes screaming at you. These things. I remember as I pour out my soul. What does the psalmist remember? Listen, he tells us how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with the shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festival throngs. Then he goes on from remembering these glorious things and the glorious events and the great intervention and the great experience with God. He goes from that remembrance, the importance of memory, and then he speaks to himself. He speaks to himself. Have you ever talked to yourself? Don't kid yourself, we all do. Actually, we self-talk much faster than we speak or even read. We all self-talk. So be extremely careful what you say to yourself. What you say to yourself. If you beat yourself up all the time, you're basically focusing on your pride, not on God's mercy and grace. Amen. And so he talks and says, "Self, <laughs> that's what he's doing." He said, "Self, why are you downcast, my soul? And why have you become so disturbed within me? Hope in God." For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Verse 6. Here's a Yusuf interpretation of verse 6. My soul is downright discouraged right now. That's what he's saying. My soul is downright discouraged. And my soul is downright depressed. And therefore, you do what? Remember. Therefore, remember. Underline it again in New Bible in verse 6. I remember. He says, I remember you. I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Mount Hermon and Mount Miser. What is he saying? Listen to me, please. Only the memory of God's past faithfulness can pull us into future hope. Only remembering God's past interventions in my life and in your life will lead me toward the renewal. Of my passion for Jesus, my love for Jesus, and that I would grow in that love for Jesus. Only recalling God's past blessings can propel me ahead and renew my love for Him. I have two things I want you to focus with me very quickly. The first thing He's saying is that when you're down and discouraged, when you're down in the dumps, it is because you have forgotten. And the second thing he's telling us is that when you are experiencing deliverance and dominion, it's because you remembered. Very simple, right? Very simple. Here's how I make it even simpler. Down you forget, up you remember. Let's say them together. Down you forget, up you remember. See, it's very simple. First... When you are down, defeated, and discouraged, it's because you have forgotten. (laughs) Whether your forgetfulness is intentional or not, it doesn't really matter. Whether your forgetfulness is by design or not, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is that you retrace your steps. Retrace your steps. And find out where have you come to this forgetting experience. go back in your memory bank, and remember what caused you trouble. When you do that, you're going to run smack into the fact that you have forgotten God's past intervention in your life. You are going run smack into it. Remember the very reason why I started this whole series of sex messages? It was the letters of Jesus in the book of Revelation to the churches, and more specifically to the church of Ephesus, in the city of Ephesus a church that was vibrant a church that was alive church that was active church that was involved and yet the lord jesus says i have one thing against you and you have forgotten your first love you also remember back then when we looked at the letter to the church in Ephesus in revelation 2:5 Revelation 2:5, when he said to them, "I have this one thing against you, you've lost your first love." He also gives them the cure." He gives them the cure. He said, "Remember from where you have fallen. Remember where you have fallen." See he's remember again. And that's the beginning of the cure. Remembering, retracing your steps. That's the beginning of the healing. That's the beginning of the renewed love for the Lord. That's the beginning of a new and greater blessing in your life that like you've never experienced before. Retrace your steps. Retrace your steps. Find out. How did you get there? How did you get there? Let your memory do the walking. Go back to where your trouble began. And oh, by the way, Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Don't gloss over as to why the love for the Lord has cooled off. Examine your memory bank. (laughs) Audit your memory accounts. Please hear me right. This is really important. Sin is a great deceiver. Sin is a great deceiver, I'm telling you none of us who have experienced it have fallen in sin without realizing how deceptive sin is it's so deceptive but particularly in the times when we are spiritually weak we are all more than happy to comply with that deception we would rather convince ourselves that we are just fine it's really not our fault it's somebody else's fault it's my upbringing it's my father it's my mother-in-law. It's, my, it's somebody else's fault. It's the government's fault. Why am I saying this? Because we are reluctant to face up to the fact and face up to the fact that our love for Jesus has cooled off, that our love for Jesus became frosted, that our love for Jesus has been lost in the shuffle of life, and even sometimes in the prosperity that He gives us. We are often hesitant to admit that it is easier to just enjoy life than confront our spiritual failures. I know that. I know that. I'm still flesh and blood. (laughs) But until we face the reality that we do not love Jesus, with all of our minds and all of our hearts and all of our soul, we cannot go any deeper with Him and loving Him more every day. I've come a full circle in this series. And so, the second thing the psalmist tells us, Psalm 42, that the only hope for renewing our love for the Lord, the only hope, the only hope for growing deeper in our love for Jesus, our only hope in moving forward from one point of glory into another in our Christian walk. Go back to your memory bank. Go back to your memory bank. Now, here's some things that you can take to the bank. Not your memory bank, but to the bank. The Bible never, 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 never points to a sin in our lives without pointing to the way of forgiveness of that sin. Some of these most popular preachers are running around saying, oh, I don't like to preach about sin because I want people to feel good about themselves. What is happening is that they're handing people band-aids. Well, band-aids might work for just a short period of time until next Sunday when they come looking for more band-aids. Be very careful of a preacher who draws you to himself only those who draw you to Jesus, only who point you to the Word of God. And so they raise a whole generation of people that are dependent on their motivational speech. They cannot cure the problem so people can keep coming. But when the Bible points to a sin, listen to me, when the Bible points you to a sin, or a problem, that a spiritual problem in our life. The Bible gives us the permanent solution to that sin and the problem. He gives us the permanent solution. The Bible never convicts us of something without showing us a permanent way to relieve that conviction. Why? Because our past memory is linked to our future hope. Because our past memory is linked to our future anticipation. Because our past memories are linked to our vision for the future. And so, it's not just in looking back and remembering what an amazing thing God has done in the past. It's not just in going back and remembering the amazing things that God has brought into our lives in the past. But also remembering that we can receive renewal. We can receive renewal for today, restoration for today, revival for today. Now, beloved, I can testify to you that I do this in my prayer time on a regular basis. I begin to remind myself that if I was the only human being on the face of the earth, Jesus would have died for me. I remind myself, and I think of how the pastor of my parents' church, through vision, came and literally saved me from being murdered in my mother's womb. (laughs) Then I think of the moment when I surrendered my life to Christ and felt that all the burden of sin that I was carrying and the guilt has been set free. I remember that night like yesterday. I remember the joy of my salvation. I was happy if I died that night. I was going to die a happy, joyful man. Then I remember in 1968 when I was delivered from Satan's deception, and I think of the time when I cried to him for mercy that nobody could have helped but him, and I received mercy. Then I think of the two times that I looked to death in the eye. I literally was moments away from death, and he saved me. Then I think of the time when I had typhoid at the age of 16, and I had hepatitis at the age of 17. And both times, even though a year apart, the same doctor said, he's strong, but he ain't gonna make it. I remember that. Here I am. Here I am. By the time I remember all of that God has done in the past, I want to go out and conquer the world. (laughs) And that is why the psalmist is saying, and he's a Yusuf interpretation again, he's saying to himself with Saul, he said, My soul, you have no right to being so discouraged. You have no right to be down in the dumps like this. Remember what God did. Remember, 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 say that with me three times.
0: Thanks for listening to Leading the Way. Would you like to speak with someone further about beginning or growing your love for Jesus? The place to start is ltw.org slash Jesus.
1: In a world so desperately in need of truth and hope, Leading the Way is meeting the challenge. Through Leading the Way's Vision 2025 campaign, our mission to hear from one million souls who have come to Christ through Leading the Way's global ministry. A major part of the Vision 2025 initiative is the expansion of Leading the Way's media footprint. We have added more than 80 new television networks and stations since the launch of Vision 2025. We are now reaching tens of millions of new viewers, bringing the truth of Jesus into homes that may never have heard the gospel before. In addition, our national TV advertising campaign, Finding True Peace, has produced over 125,000 online visitors to the Gospel website, where they can find answers to their spiritual questions and learn more about the peace only Jesus can bring to their lives. With each passing year, the world keeps changing, but our calling is the same. Leading the Way is right there on the cutting edge, adapting to the new tech and media landscape using every tool to reach the world with the hope of Jesus. Contact us today to find out how you can join with Leading the Way's global outreach and become a part of what God is doing through this worldwide ministry.
0: Join Dr. Yusuf in reaching millions of people with the gospel over the coming years through Vision 2025. Learn more when you call 1-300-133-589 or online at ltw.org. Once again, 1-300-133-589 and ltw.org. Thank you for listening today. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect further via television, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and all of the social media networks. Learn more at ltw.org.